So I've been up since about 3 o'clock this morning making sure that I would make my flight back so I could make it tonight to be with all the readers. So if I'm less than a little bit coherent, please forgive me. Nice. I'm telling you, there's a character in the Talmud, really before the Talmud, in the Mishnah, but he appears in the Talmud as well. There's a character named Rabbi Meir. Rabbi Meir was a student of Rabbi Akiva. Rabbi Meir was a, an inspiration. He was a, he's a bit of a curious figure in the Talmud and the Mishnah. Not exactly sure what his name is. The Talmud in Erevin says that he had many different names. He was Neharai, Nechemia, Shmo. But this Rabbi Meir, we're told, whose name Meir means light bulb, illuminator, Meir from the word or. Meir is one who illuminates. This illuminating rabbi had a funny Torah, we're told in Breshit Rabbah in the Midrash. In his Torah, Torah Toshel Rabbi Meir, in his Torah, meaning like there was a Jonathan Pillet Torah, there was a Rabbi Meir Torah, who knows? But in Rabbi Meir's Torah, in the beginning of the books of Moses in Breshit, after the fall of Adam and Eve and that whole story, they're naked and they're clothed in kutnot or, in skins, garments that are animal skins. And we're told in the Midrash that this mysterious illuminator rabbi, Rabbi Meir, when it says the word for skin or, which is written ayin vavresh or, he replaced the ayin with an aleph and read it not as skins or garments of skin or with an ayin, but with an aleph it means garments of light. Garments of light. Light garments. Hard to, it's hard to brand that, you know, to wear lights. You, you know, the latest fashion show, you know, Fashion Week, I'll have, uh, oh, what are you wearing? I'm just wearing light, you know. <laughs> oh, you look so light. What would it, he's the original Letterman. Everybody remember Letterman? I take this A off my chest and turn, I don't know, Mapple into Apple. I don't know, what, what would he get, you know, an A off my chest and turn... I don't know, bat into, help me here. You, think of, you take this A off my chest, he would take it. Letterman was the original spelling teacher. So this Rabbi Mayer had an Aleph on his chest at all times. He was Mr. Aleph, with a capital Aleph. <laughs> and in this week's Torah reading, Letterman appears, Rabbi Mayer appears again, in another very interesting verse. V'ata Yisrael ma'ashem Elohecha sho'el me'imach. Now Israel here, Moses says, Ma Hashem Elohecha Sho'el Mi'imach. Ma. What does God want of you? Ma. Like Ma Nishtana. What? What does God want from you? Moses says to the people. And then he says, just a little bit of fear, a little bit of love, a little bit of observance and compliance, just a little bit of everything. And on that verse, this mysterious Mr. Aleph says, when it says, what does God want of you? Ma. Ma, meaning what? Al-tikri ma ela me'a. He takes an aleph off of his chest and turns the word ma, what, into me'a. What is me'a in Hebrew? One hundred. One hundred. He turns what into a hundred. And the significance the rabbis of the Talmud say is that this is the source for the mysterious custom amongst our people for the last 2,000 years to count our blessings every day 
there are no fewer than 100 blessings that are demanded of us as Jews. And remember as a kid, counting them very carefully because on Shabbat, because we had a shorter Amidah, I had to make sure that I caught up with my 100 blessings. My RDA, Recommended Daily Allowance of Blessings, is 100. And so this letter man, Mr. Aleph, who changes the word for thick skin into light, changes the word what into 100 blessings. And I think this is the source. This is, this is our life. To change ma, what is it, into a blessing. To change what into thank you. To change what into there goes a blessing. I just take a little olive this little mysterious letter, and I place it into the midst of a curiosity, and it becomes not confounding, but uplifting, not crazy-making, but potentially inspiring. A little olive, and we could use a lot of olive. We could use a lot of olive into a lot of ma in this world. A religious worldview is not a worldview with answers, but with good questions. A religious worldview is a worldview that doesn't close the heart and mind around something with great certainty, but opens the heart and mind with great mystery. I was blessed this past week to be in, involved in a leadership training course. And of course, it brought together many leaders from around the country, from different communities. And the one big elephant in the room, of course, was... Do we talk about Iran or not? Do we talk about the thing that everybody is talking about in the Jewish community and probably, I mean, honestly, everywhere? And we were nervous. And so we brought in a great thinker, a pundit from the Washington Institute, David Makovsky. And David Makovsky stood up in front of the room and he said, if you think you know that the Iran deal is absolutely wrong, Think again. And if you think you know that the Iran deal is absolutely right, think again. And the vitriol and the, the anger and the, the back and forth, it's tearing communities apart. Rabbis can't talk about it from the pulpit. JCC heads can't come down on any side because people are pulling their money. If you disagree with me, you're wrong and it's an existential threat and what happened to the ma? What happened to the humility of asking a question and then looking for the aleph, the how am I going to find a blessing in this what is thisness of life? I don't knowness of life, the uncertainty of life. So we as Jews, 100 times a day, we raise up an apple and say, thank you very much, scientists, for your answer. That explains nothing to me. Where is the aleph in this apple? Where is the mystery? Where is the unknown? Where is the uncertainty? Where is the humility? Baruch atah Hashem borei I don't know. I have opinions. I'm not going to say them here. But I know that it's an opinion. There's a whole lot of ma. Right, mommy? I don't know. And every day, a hundred times a day, we stand before flowers, 
before Torah, before loved ones, before children, and we say, Ma. And then Rabbi Meir comes flying in and says, Aleph, you forgot your Aleph. Oh, that breath that you are breathing now, there's a blessing in there. Oh, that thought that you're thinking now, there's a blessing in there. Oh, that loved one whose hand you're holding and that love that is electric between you, there's an Aleph in there. Our job as spiritual seekers is to seek the Aleph in all of the what's in the world. To remain open, not closed, to what's before us and to the why's before us. To be blessed and to be blessers, to hear the call of Rabbi Meir and Moshe Rabbeinu and all of those who have come before us, to open ourselves to the mystery and the curiosity that comes with a life of learning. That's what we really want to be, right? Lifelong learners, right? All of those who are embarrassed to learn, never learn. All of those who are too sure to learn, never learn. So I want to bless you on the Shabbat of, of Parshat Ekev, which, by the way, means if you will listen with your heels. If you listen to those things that you normally step beneath your feet, says Rashi, those things that you think you know, then you can listen. May the source of all blessing, the source of all mystery, borrow from us. God is shoel. God is borrowing. The word shoel means to borrow. God borrows our curiosity and says, bring me your curiosity to a world of absolute radical certainty. Let's open it up a little bit. Maybe tonight and tomorrow, as you're about to hear the words out of your mouth, I know, and let me tell you, and actually, maybe little Rabbi Mayer's Aleph will come in and turn your what into a hundred blessings. Please rise.